All right, hockey fans, listen up because we've got something special cooked up for playoff season. It's called the Daily Faceoff Playoff Parlay Challenge, and it's going to add some serious spice to your playoff experience. Now, here's the deal every playoff game, you're going to be faced with a handful of questions. It's like your own personal playoff puzzle, and it's free to join. And there are prizes because who doesn't love winning stuff? Daily winners, you're getting hooked up with gift cards. Treat yourself to some nation gear or maybe even your favorite jersey. And for the big dogs, the people who can win an entire round, it's straight, cold, hard cash. We're talking about real dough for your hockey knowledge. So lace up those skates, stretch those thumbs, and get ready to show off your hockey IQ in the daily face-off playoff parlay challenge. Sign up today and play every game day at games.dailyfaceoff.com and prove your puck prowess. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com people today. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. At Mint Mobile, we like to do the opposite of what big wireless does. They charge you a lot, we charge you a little. So naturally, when they announced they'd be raising their prices due to inflation, we decided to deflate our prices due to not hating you. That's right. We're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Welcome to the Daily Faceoff Show, your everyday source for the latest news with top-notch insight and analysis. Live every weekday at noon Eastern. Welcome to the April 15th Good Friday edition of the Daily Faceoff Show. I'm Jason Greger, along with uh, Chris Gear, And uh, Chris, uh, lots to discuss. Uh, hope you're doing well. Of course, uh, a somber day for hockey fans as uh, one of the greatest goal scorers in NHL history, Mike Bosti, uh, passed away today at the age of 65. And uh, I think like you and me, Chris, a lot of us who grew up, like Mike Bossy was the goal scorer that many kids aspired to be. Yeah, absolutely. Watching those Islanders teams in the early 80s was was such a treat. And and Bossy was the guy that drove the bus, right? He was the he was the goal scorer. He was the star. And I grew up in Montreal and Bossy was a Montrealer. So he had a, a little special place in the hearts of, of those of us from Montreal. And like you said, I think a lot of us from that generation uh, grew up watching Bossy and appreciating him. And it's a, it's a huge loss for the NHL community. A class act guy all around too. Yeah, very nice guy in my interactions with him. The, the thing about Bossy, nine consecutive 50 goal seasons. Uh, him and Gretzky, the only players to have scored 59 times. Though Ovechkin uh, could get there. He needs four more. Like just a, a legit sniper. And the great part about Bossy was uh, when he got 50 and 50, he was the second player ever to do it after Maurice Richard. He needed two goals in his 50th game. And he got two goals in the last five minutes of the game to get 50. And earlier that day, Charlie Simmer had scored a hat trick. He had 49 and 50. They played on the same day. And Bossy just, he had a flair for the dramatics. And when you needed a goal, he could score. Yeah, incredible performances by him. And, 
you know, just uh, I, I read an article that he wrote in the, the Players Tribune and it got republished today by the NHL and the Islanders. And it was a, an article that he wrote as a 60 year old man to his 14 year old self. And it was just such a, an interesting way to summarize his career and talk about some of the insights that, that he learned along the way. And, you know, just, uh, just a fantastic read for anyone that hasn't read it. Well, I, you know what, there's been so much talked about him today. And uh, for people who, who maybe weren't old enough to, to remember him, you'll see some highlight films, but not only was a great player, just a, a genuine human being and uh, he'll be sorely missed. And I, I know that the New York Islanders and, and their fans are, you know what, uh, shout out to all of them because they know they're, uh, they're hurting today a little bit. And, uh, you know, let's get to, uh, from Mike Bossy into the, uh, to the playoff race uh, in the, in the West. And uh, suddenly the Vegas Golden Knights, they're right there. If Frank was here, he'd be yelling points percentage because they're a <laughs> 0.01 points percentage ahead of LA. They're a point behind with the game in hand and uh, them and the Oilers meet, uh, you know, the Oilers pretty comfortable in a playoff spot. Uh, I, I don't think both LA and Vegas will catch him. One, I guess, could, and they would drop to third. But you look at that game and you look at Vegas now. Chris, uh, who do you like uh, coming down the stretch, Vegas and LA? You know, it's so funny how quickly things can change, Jason. I think two weeks ago on this show, whoever was on, you know, we're talking about uh, Vegas being out of the picture and they just can't do it. And then last week, it's like, hey, maybe they have a chance. And then now all of a sudden they're leading in points percentage. And, you know, the Kings have slipped a little bit. Obviously, Doughty is out, so it's it's going to be a bit of a, a struggle for them now. But they don't have many uh, playoff teams to play down the stretch here. Uh, their, their schedule looks like it's fairly light compared to the other teams. So you would think they could uh, get enough wins here to, to keep that position. But, but Vegas is charging hard. And even Vancouver behind them isn't isn't totally out of it. Only three points back of, of Vegas and, and five wins in a row. So, you know, I think now that Vegas has all of its team back and they're starting to, to get the chemistry with, uh, you know, with Eichel and Stone and Pacioretty and these guys, it's uh, it, I, I think Vegas probably sneaks in and, and L.A. falls out of it. But, you know, anything can happen here. It's, it's going to be exciting to watch. And thank God we have a race like that to watch. And it's not only third in the Pacific, the wild card, uh, when you throw in L.A., Nashville, Dallas, and Vegas, they're all separated by two points. Um, do you see that wild card race as one team that you like better that could maybe upset either Calgary or Colorado? Well, I think I think Nashville is a team that you have to worry about. Um, I know last night they got blanked by the Oilers, but you know, UC Saros is a guy that if he gets hot, he can – he can steal a game or a series. And I, I think Nashville's roster is constructed for playoffs. They've got that that mix of guys that can score, but but guys that can grind and guys that can wear you down physically. So, you know, I, I'd be scared of Nashville. You know, Dallas has a lot of horses too, but I'd be a little questionable about their goaltending, whether it's, you know, Ottinger or Wedgwood or, or Holtby. I'm just not sure that that's, you know, up to quite the same level as, as Nashville with Saros. So that's that's the team I'd be afraid of if, if they matched up with me in a wild card. Yeah, it's interesting when you look at the Preds and the Stars, same record, but Nashville's plus 23, goal four against differential, and Dallas is minus three. And usually if, if you're a minus goal differential, you know, 
over time that suggests that maybe you're not that good. So I'm kind of curious to see how they'll finish off. Now we go to the East where there's no race for the playoffs. We know which eight teams are in, but there's still the race for the wild card. Who's going to be there? Pittsburgh maybe could, could drop out. Washington is five back, but they have two games in hand. Then there's Boston. Uh, they're right. There'll be three points behind Tampa Bay. If, if you're one of those top teams, like who do you like better as a wild card team that maybe is either an easier matchup for Florida, Carolina slash Rangers or a, or a surprise team that uh, you could see maybe upsetting someone in the East. Yeah. The East has been, it's been weird, right? Because the, the eight teams have been set for so long that you wonder which teams have maybe taken their foot off the gas pedal or are just coasting, waiting to, to start. But there's so much on the line with respect to the, the seedings and the placement that you'd think they'd be, you know, going for it a little more here. So it's tough to judge, but, um, you know, Boston is a, a bit of a scary team, I think. Um, they've, they've had a really solid year. Washington's had that up and down year where you're not really sure what you're going to get on a given night. Uh, you know, goaltending with both of those teams is is young and, and not really proven, um, you know, whether it's Samsonov for Washington uh, or it's, uh, you know, Swayman and Olmark for Boston. But uh, I think I think Boston is a team I'm more scared of if I'm uh, one of the top contenders in the East. How about you, Jason? Yeah, I like the Bruins' defense a lot. I think it's a lot deeper than Washington. Uh, you know, the acquisition of Lindholm was huge for them, and yeah. Swayman's just been unreal in the second half. But yeah, I, I, I'm with you. I, I would agree on Boston's defense, and you know, I'm, I'm kind of curious about the uh, the, the matchups. Uh, you know, the, the Rangers still could catch Carolina, which didn't even seem very plausible a, a few weeks ago. We all thought Carolina was just going to skate their way in. And now Carolina is going to have to face one of those teams in either uh, Boston or, or Washington. I would just, I'm going to put this out there again. There should be no crossover. I don't care who finishes where in the wild card spot. It should be Metro four and the Atlantic four. There should be no crossover when you have four from four, but that's just, a, that's just me. That's my, uh, my weekly rant traditionalist. about that. Yeah. Well, I just, if you're going to promote, playoffs and, uh, yep. and rivalries all year, then there's no need to change come playoff time. I get if you have a crossover and it's 5-3, I understand that. But when it's 4-4, four yeah. four, I wouldn't have one. It's me. And yeah, But that leads point. us now to our, to our big guest. And uh, we're going to talk about a team that uh, is, is playing very well, but can they, can they get over their hump? Now it's time for all 32 delivered by DoorDash. Use the promo code DFODD or DFODDUS and you will get to 25% off and uh, no delivery on your first order with DoorDash. And uh, we're joined by uh, David Alter from the Leafs Nation. And uh, David, the, the Leafs are on a roll. Again, uh, they've put themselves four points up on Tampa. In a perfect world, who do they want? Tampa or Boston in the first round? You know, I think they would actually prefer to have Boston only for the if the if you had to put a bullet to them. Like it's just they played Boston so many times in that first round, and even if they got past the first round, if they had Boston again in a playoff series, that question would come up. Well, you got Boston again, so I think it's just a simple matter of convenience of killing off two birds with one stone. Tampa, you got the defending cup champs; they'll feel pretty good about that if they get past them. 
uh, even though they are kind of sliding a bit going into the end of the regular season. But Boston's the team that's been haunting them for years since 2013. If they got Boston and the first-round monkey off their back uh, in, in one shot, I think that would probably be best serving them at this point. Yeah, I got to agree with that, David. You got to get that team that's been the thorn in your sides out of the way and then on to the rest. So that's, uh, I'm with you there. Uh, With the Leafs, we've obviously seen a lot of talk about Austin Matthews. He's having a spectacular year. Uh, You know, he's going to easily score 60, might even score 65. But who are a couple other guys on the team that you think are key to their playoff success? Well, it's definitely number one's got to be Mitch Marner. I mean, he's been a, a huge part and parcel with what Austin Matthews has been doing. But what Mitch Marner's done this year is he's actually found his way to score, where in the past it was always his playmaking ability. I equate it to a quarterback who has established a good run game now because now the opposition, when they look at someone like Mitch Marner, they're not just going to assume that he's going to look for the player. Like he actually has established his shot and can score. So because he's a dual threat now, I think he's a real key. And if he can actually get that shot and score in the playoffs, which he has struggled to in the past, that's number one. Michael Bunting, the other forward on that line, has had a great year, a, a low cap hit at 950 grand. Uh, he, he's also a big part of why Matthews and Marner are able to create that space and, and get record seasons for themselves. So those are the two guys I look to uh, specifically, and of course their depth scoring, and a lot of guys underneath that have to step up as well. What about on their back end? Uh, now that Jake Muzzin is healthy uh, in the playoffs, defense would arguably become even more important. Uh, you, you throw in Jack Campbell, but what's their ideal top four? And do you think that come playoff time, they're going to roll heavily at their top four? Yeah, I, I mean, there's going to be a reliance on it. it. It's interesting. Head coach Sheldon Keith uh, established the other day that there are four staples in that in, in terms of, what that optimal look will look like. Morgan Riley, TJ Brody, Mark Giordano, and Jake Muzzin are kind of the four. And Brody, who's a left shot, who can play on the right side, occupies one of those spots there. So it's really a matter of what what are they going to do with Ilya Labushkin, who's fit in really well, especially with Morgan Riley on that top pair. And then it's a matter of, is it Timothy Lilligren or Justin Hall who kind of fills out that spot? And then what happens with Rasmus Sandin when he comes back from a knee injury? So finding what a top four looks like with those guys has been really difficult to kind of uh, figure out. And, and the Leafs are still in that figuring out phase. So it's really just going to be a matter of what those top two look like. And then do you really rely on it? Because Mark Giordano has been the third pair guy, but he's been playing over 20 minutes compared to someone like Jake Muzzin, who's been in that top four, but has been averaging 17 since he's been back. So it's really going to be a mismatch, and they're really still trying to figure it out out until they get into the playoffs here. Brody Giordano, any chance they reignite the uh, former Flame duo? I'm thinking it's less likely now. Like, I think we would have seen that combination at some point. I think Brody has been such a stabilizer for some of the other guys, apart from Morgan Riley. When when they split Morgan Riley and Brody up, Brody's been used back to his strong side to stabilize some of the other right-handed shots that they have. So uh, now he's been back on that right shot with someone like Jake Muzzin, who, who needed that as he came back from injury. And it almost seems like putting him with Giordano doesn't help out one of the other 
depth guys where someone like Giordano really helps out with that right-handed shot. So it's looking less likely. They may try it for a game or two, but if they haven't tried it at this point, I I really don't think that's going to be an option for the Leafs going forward here. Dave, thanks for joining us. Enjoy the final two weeks, the, uh, the, the chase for 60, and, of course, for a home ice advantage for the Leafs. Thanks for having me on, guys. Now let's get to our inbox question of the day. And uh, Chris, this is right up your alley. The question is, what's your best guess on Johnny Gaudreau's AAV on his next contract? He's a pending UFA. Of course, has had his first 100-point season, and he turns 29 on August 13th. Well, first of all, I got to say, I I pity the Flames because they've got to contend with with Johnny Hockey's contract, but also Matthew Kachuk two guys in the top 10 that they both have to renew in the off season. And that's, that is uh, no small task. So with, with Johnny Gaudreau, obviously this season's production has been sensational. Uh, I think when you're looking at his contract, you need to look at his entire body of work. And he's had a couple of seasons where he's been uh, still very good, but not, you know, not at this right now he's at 1.36 points per game. That's just astounding. And in the two years prior, he was more of a, a, a 0.8-ish per game, which is still very good again. But uh, you, you look at some of the comparables for guys that have signed in their 28, 29-year period. Uh, you've got a few on the low end that that Calgary is obviously going to be targeting, whether it's you know Landeskog or Pacioretty, those deals at, at $7 million. Uh, but their, their production wasn't, anything approximating what uh, what Goudreau has done this year. So I think those are definitely on the low end. Uh, then you've got some some deals on the high end, right? The the Jamie Benn deal, uh, Jeff Skinner, and, and Mark Stone's another one that wasn't isn't on that list, but uh, all deals in the 9, 9.5 range. I think those are uh, what, what Johnny Hockey's camp are going to be looking for. Uh, you know, again, 1.36 production in his platform year is higher than those guys. Um, so I look at a deal that's actually right in between all of those, and that's Blake Wheeler's deal of five years at eight and a quarter. And I think Wheeler was a little older when he signed it. He was in his 30s when he signed it, which is maybe why the term is lower. Um, but but Wheeler had 91 points in 82 games, so it was over uh, a point of game production in his platform year. And I think to me that's that's probably the sweet spot, and especially with you know, the, the Kachuk uh, extension also needing to be done. I, I don't think the Flames can can get up into the nines um, to make their cap work with their team. So uh, assuming Johnny wants to, to help make something work to stay with the Flames organization, I think I think the number's got to start with an eight. And I think that that Wheeler deal is not a bad comparable. He, he's obviously a, a bigger player, but but similar type playmaker and, and using speed in his game. So you know, I think that one's uh, that one might be, you know, a reasonable middle ground that both teams can, or sorry, both sides can can live with. What are your? Haven't been in those negotiations, Chris. How much does playoff success, like if, if Calgary, if Johnny Gaudreau just blows the doors off in the postseason, how much could that help him? And conversely, uh, how much could it potentially hinder him? Or is a, a 10, 20 game window just not enough to really format a contract around? No, I think that's a really good point, Jason. And we've seen in in the past where the Flames have flamed out, so to speak, and and Goodrow hasn't been, 
you know, much of a factor in those games. And, and obviously he's a smaller player. So in the playoffs, everything's a, a heavier game. It's a much more physical game. And it's, it's harder for a player uh, like Goudreau to stand out in those games. But if he can demonstrate this year that he can be a performer in the playoffs and he helps lead them to a couple of series wins or, or better, uh, I think that will make a big difference because, you know, one of the knocks on him has always been his size and, you know, he puts up points in the regular season, but but can he be a guy to be relied upon to, to take you to the promised land? Well, if he can show that he is this year, then I think that uh, bodes really well uh, for, for his side in those contract talks and might might bump it up a little more. And, and if he flames out, um, you know, that's an argument for, for Calgary to say, look, you're not, you're not worth that uh, eight plus. And maybe they try to bring it down to more of the, the Landeskog type numbers. So, uh, yeah, we'll be we'll be interesting to see how he performs in the playoffs and how that impacts the number going forward. All right, so now very quickly, the Flames do they get Gaudreau and Kachuk, one or the other? And if it's only one, who stays in Calgary? Well, well, I think if you had to bet on one or the other, uh, the Flames have to choose Kachuk just given the age. Uh, they, they need to keep him in the fold. But uh, you know, there have been rumors that Kachuk over the years uh, hasn't necessarily been one hundred percent happy. So, you know, do you go with a guy who, who uh, you know, fits the, the mold as you build your team over the years, or do you go with a guy who's, who's happier to be in the market? Um, I think that there's a way that they can get them both done, uh, as long as they both agree to maybe take a little less and work with the team to keep that core together since they've played so well. Um, but if, if, if they can only keep one, I, I think it's got to be Kachuk. Uh, if they keep both, I'm guessing uh, Sean Monaghan might be traded. In the offseason. So definitely a, a busy offseason for the Flames, uh, regardless of what they do come playoff time. Uh, let's get to our uh, daily bet segment with Tyler Uremchuk. Uh, Ty, how'd you do last night? Uh, last night was not great. Uh, the Boston Bruins blew a 2 nothing lead to the Ottawa Senators. We didn't hit that bet. Bergeron was off the score sheet. But as I do... I will look to bounce back, and I got a couple of plays. It's a light slate tonight in the NHL, but let's jump into it, courtesy of our friends at Canada, and this is the matchup I am eyeing up. Look at that. New York Islanders minus 155 on the money line. Not only do I like them to win on to win this game, I like them to win in regulation, and you're actually getting that at plus 100 on points bet as well. The Islanders 6-4-0 in their last 10 games. That's pretty decent. They've lost three in a row as well, but how about this? Since March 15th, the Islanders have picked up the ninth most points in the NHL. They've been a top 10 team over the last month, so I have no problem backing them against a Montreal team that is 25th in that span. Also, Montreal on home ice, 10-1 and 4 on the year. Not a great bet at home. Carey Price is returning for Montreal, but this guy hasn't played hockey in so long that, you know, I don't I don't think we're getting the same Carey Price that we got in game three or four of the Stanley Cup final or in that playoff run when he was playing so well. So I do like going with the Islanders in regulation. And then for my prop, how about that payout on the Brock Nelson assist prop? Plus 185. You're almost getting two to one odds on this thing. He's hit it in three of his last four games, and he's coming off a game against the Penguins where he picked up two helpers. So it's a much better matchup. He's been hitting this assist mark a lot, and that payout is just way too good for me to ignore. Uh, so that is going to be a wrap on what we are betting on tonight in a rather quiet in the NHL. Tyler, one of the things that wasn't up on your board, but that our viewers all want to know, since you're in Nashville and you were there last night for Nashville and the Oilers, what was the over-under on the beer consumption for you and your buddies? 
I we, we got a nice crew here. There were hundreds of Oilers fans in attendance. Um, if you I don't even know what you would set the line at. I'm just going to say take the over. The over was hit no matter what it was set at, Chris. <laughs> well done. Well done. Awesome. Thanks, Ty. Thanks, Tyler. Now, we're going to get to uh, to garbage time, uh, Chris. And, you know, it's probably not fitting the player we're going to talk about because he's been anything but garbage. Well, that's right. But when you look at uh, the end of last year, he was kind of left on the side of the road in a trash bag. So we're talking about yeah. Vladimir Tarasenko, who, uh, you know, obviously had only played 34 games in the two years prior, had the shoulder problems. Uh you know, St. Louis obviously felt that this guy's career was was either done or was in jeopardy, or that they'd rather use the the eight million to do something else because they left him exposed in the expansion draft, and then Seattle just ignored him. You know, they still got a good yeah. player in Vince Dunn, but uh, to to ignore Vladimir Tarasenko, I think, was uh, a mistake. And you know, obviously, both teams miscalculated uh, on this guy. And he has you know, 31 goals, 72 points. He's been uh, really impressive this year. He's, he's the, the comeback player of the year by anyone's measure. And uh, I just, I find it amazing that, uh, you know, that he was, he was all but left for dead. Well, it's, you know, at five points last night, uh, he's been a marvel. And, and he really, like when the Blues won, he was their biggest offensive threat. Now they've got the two young guys in Thomas and Cairo now as well. But, you know, don't sleep on the Blues because if Vladdy Tarasenko gets hot down the stretch here, and as he has been all year, but really heats up, you know, he can be a game breaker. He can be a difference maker for them in the postseason. But you're bang on. I, I think he's definitely the, kind of the bounce back comeback player. And Seattle, I, Seattle, we could probably redo their whole expansion draft. I thought there was a lot of just skilled players that they opted not for and, and save money, yeah. and we're seeing the results because they're, they're looking like a normal expansion team, but they had some really good players that they passed on. Yeah, absolutely, and, and Tarasenko is, is the perfect example of that. He's with a proven track record of being able to score and also a name that they could have sold in the market, right? Um, you know, obviously they they were spooked by the the injury and maybe the money, but uh, yeah. And hindsight's twenty twenty, right? So you can't uh, can't go back and, and, and redo that. But uh, I think you're right. There's probably a few bets they would have uh, they would have changed if they could get a redo. Well, Chris, uh, short and sweet, and and of course a little bittersweet as as once again our condolences to to Mike Bossy, his family, his former teammates, uh, Islander fans, and everybody in the NHL who knew him. A classy gentleman gone uh, way too soon at the young age of 65. Frank will be back after hacking it up in the sand and everything else. So uh, he'll uh, <laughs> fill you in on his golf trip and more on Monday. Have yourselves a great weekend. Uh, enjoy the games. On behalf of Chris, I'm Jason Greger. See you later. Thanks for watching the Daily Faceoff Show. Make sure you hit subscribe on our YouTube channel to never miss an episode. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com style for free shipping and 365-day returns. 
What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here. And it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt free. Hello, Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello, Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com slash style for free shipping and 365 day returns. Imagine the softest sheets you've ever felt. Now imagine them getting even softer over time. That's what you'll feel with Bowl and Branch's organic cotton sheets. In a recent customer survey, 96% replied that Bowl and Branch sheets get softer with every wash. Start getting your best night's sleep in these sheets that get softer and softer for years to come. Try their sheets with a 30 night guarantee. Plus, get 15% off your first order at bowlandbranch.com. Code BUTTERY. Exclusions apply. See site for details. All right, hockey fans, listen up because we've got something special coming your way this playoff season. It's called the Daily Faceoff Playoff Parlay Challenge. And let me tell you, it's going to add some serious spice to your playoff experience. Now, here's the deal every playoff game day, you're going to be faced with four questions. It's like your own personal playoff puzzle. And here's a sneak peek into some of those questions we'll be firing your way. First up, you got to pick the winning team. That sounds simple, right? But there's more. You got to decide if the total amount of goals in the game will be over or under a certain amount. And that's where the real strategy starts to kick in. Next up, you're picking who's going to find the back of the net first. And you're going to want to be careful because that's one that could be cooked early on in the game. And finally, you got to predict which period is going to be the highest scoring. Will it be a barn burner in the first, a shootout in the second, or a nail biter in the third? That's up to you to decide. Now let's talk about prizes because who doesn't love winning stuff? For the daily winners, you're getting hooked up with gift cards to treat yourself to some fresh nation gear, and you might even win a jersey from your favorite team. And for the big dogs, those who can win an entire round, it's straight, cold, hard cash. We're talking real dough for your hockey knowledge. So lace up those skates, stretch those thumbs, and get ready to show off your hockey IQ in the Daily Faceoff Playoff Parlay Challenge. Play now at games.dailyfaceoff.com and prove your puck prowess.